Hey lovers, hey lovers, hey lovers, wow, welcome to this week's episode of Flourish in Love, the podcast with me, your host, Coach Londi. Happy new month, oh my goodness, this year is just moving on, flying in high speed, and well, it is my birthday month, and <laughs> I have mixed emotions at the moment. And according to Home Affairs, well, my youth days are over after the 24th of March, and I'll officially be an adult then. <laughs> so I'm doing some reflection on my life, and I'm currently just going through the motions. But overall, I'm excited. I'm super grateful for my life as it is right now. Mm, interesting times, interesting times. So it's just anticipation. Eager anticipation of what does chapter 35 have in store for me. Interesting. I'm very excited about that. Anyway, let's get back to the business of this platform. It is always an honor to have your audience as you choose to embrace with me. That we are now in a time where love really does make the world go round. And our relationships play such a significant role on the quality of our life experience. The reality is now that relationship success depends on us honoring our true identity and mastering self-expression. That is if we are to truly flourish in love and also just enjoy the benefits of thriving in our lives. Because the days of dismissing authenticity, suppressing your desires and losing yourself in the pursuit of compatibility, they are gone. No more do we need to do all that self-abandonment and self-sacrifice stuff in order to sustain our relationships and keep our relationships intact. Personally, I think that that deserves a celebration. If you haven't, please do take a moment and toast to that. And I suggest that the next time you indulge yourself in your favorite beverage, you make sure to toast to these good news. So back to the business of today. And today again is a is a request. Um, it's a response to a requested topic, which a listener who's gone through the, the previous episodes put in a request to say, you know what, please just step diva, dive diva into the pursuits and avoidance cycles in relationship because I've been mentioning it um, in quite a few of the previous episodes so the listener was kind enough to say "Mm -mm, girl i am not quite getting it uh please she even said her words not mine listen coach mina i need an idiot's guide to relationship please keep it super simple and just make it as simple as possible because just treat me like an idiot in this department of love i <laughs> so there's those are her words and i'm going to do my best to make sure that i deliver the essence of your message <laughs> so the answer to this um pursuit and avoidance cycle in relationships i'm going to need a couple of episodes um to actually address or unpack this um this dynamic and this phenomenon so i'll 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 be doing a mini series i'll be unpacking the relationship dynamic in a couple of episodes because it's a lot of information and i don't want you to have an information overload 
because well that leads to overwhelm which then leads to inaction and i want you to take action on the stuff that i share with you here because i'm not hosting this podcast as a means or form of entertainment Mm -mm, i'm not here to entertain you and i just don't think i'm very much of an entertainer (laughs) anyway so what is the pursuit and avoidance cycle in relationship and how does it happen so starting with what is it it is a behavior pattern that is experienced when the closer i try to get the further away you try to get that's the simplest way i can put it out there for you it's the closer you try to get to your partner or the closer your partner tries to get to you the further away you feel like you need to be getting away from them and this happens because partners are unable to form an alliance when faced with conflict or conflicting ideas in a relationship where instead of having conflict serve the purpose of deepening intimacy facilitating mutual support and growth creating a shared vision conflict then serves the purpose of creating a divide within the partner between the partners and within the relationship when the truth is conflict is meant to be a catalyst a glue that binds and strengthens the bond in our relationship in order for us to deepen our intimacy and connection so on to the why does it happen so this dynamic is fueled by the fear of intimacy um, and exposure or vulnerability that is coming from both you and your partner so the both of you have this innate fear of intimacy and and vulnerability and it comes out in this behavior of one being a pursuer and the other one being a distancer or an avoider it's because you've both developed the need to protect and to prove yourself or your worth to each other and you find yourselves back again in that position of power play so that's basically what's happening and why you find yourself in that in that circumstance and the fact of the matter is that both of you need to patch up your intimacy tank because there are holes in that thing and it's this conflicting moments in the relationship that are actually offering themselves as that adhesive glue so that you can use the conflict to start patching up these holes in your intimacy tank so that's the easiest way i can explain it to you because when these holes exist in so imagine literally imagine your intimacy or if you have an a, a, your a, a, a container where intimacy is supposed to go in and imagine all these holes that don't allow the intimacy to, the intimacy to stay inside so it drips out all the time it drips out all the time because the container has these holes around and underneath it so that's what's happening basically and these holes are actually beliefs beliefs around your worthiness and your competence in relationship it's beliefs that have been formed by your past experience that have given the past experience that has given you and continues to give you evidence that relationships are dangerous it's not safe to be completely vulnerable or authentic or even happy for long extended periods of time 
so that's what is forming all of these holes in your intimacy tank and when you are wham bam right there deeply immersed in the cycle as a pursuer you will be feeling like you are steering your relationship uphill with no help or very little help from your partner it'll seem as if you just can't trust your partner with anything clear communication them following through on their commitments them making decisions fast and effectively and eventually um, it'll feel like even the smallest things become an issue for your partner um, and you will feel also as if you are the only one who really truly cares about maintaining good high quality relationship and that easily escalates to the story in your head that you are playing on repeat on loud volume that my partner doesn't care much about me or this relationship when all the while you just wish that they would just step up and initiate things because <laughs> like really you are not asking for rocket science you just want your partner to come up with ideas for things to do on the weekend you know to answer a simple text on time to quit shutting down and hiding behind excuses as a way to avoid talking about important issues so that's the pursuer in a nutshell and if you are the distancer or the avoider so the one who believes in taking a back seat or becoming a ghost when faced with the conflict then for you you just want and in your mind you're going i yo can my partner just stop stop coming at me with a thousand questions every time that we don't agree on something you feel like and you ask yourself must you answer for every single action that you take you feel like they are asking you to answer for every little thing you just want them to stop telling you what to do and giving you advice that you don't want or you don't even ask for and you just wish your partner could understand that you feel micromanaged in this relationship and that is suffocating to you which is why you need your space and you take time out and that also if they could just simply understand a basic truth and a basic fact that you have things to do driving working going to meetings being with friends all these things that you are busy with on your day on a regular basis that prevent you from answering texts immediately or that you could just be tired after a long day at work and you don't really feel like coming home and having a conversation first thing as you walk through the door so if they could also just get to understand that you don't initiate things because your ideas have been shot down and criticized far too many times so that's the distancer or the avoider are any of these things sounding familiar <laughs> Are you seeing your relationship dynamics there? Leave me a comment. Share your aha, share your insight because I really do love hearing from you. So are you seeing your relationship dynamic 
in these ways that it shows up as the avoider and the pursuer in your relationship so then this leaves us with a million dollar question and in this instance the million dollar question is what to do what to do what to do to put the cycle to an end so let me first let me start off by first suggesting to you what you need to stop doing and this is having been programmed so deep is something that comes because it's it's something that we've been taught over and over again um it's it's become almost an it's become an instinctive reaction this thing that i'm suggesting that you stop doing it's something that's very well programmed into you and to all of us and so it's going to take a bit of time and a lot of practice so i'm going to ask that as you try this you give yourself grace and you be very compassionate with yourself so well when you get fed up so this is what i'm asking you to what i'm suggesting that you stop doing um you know how when you get fed up and you reach your threshold and you attempt to do the right thing and this right thing we were all taught and we've all been told time and time again is the thing to do when we hit a wall in our relationship and we want to make amends and this thing is called compromise so i'm suggesting that you stop compromising yes that's exactly what i said and i'm going to say it again i am suggesting that you stop compromising if you want to end the avoider and the pursuer cycles in your relationship yes we've been told that this is a bridge it's called compromise and this is how we create a way back to being in harmony with each other now the only problem is that this bridge this bridge is made out of sticks and it crumbles at the first sight of wind pressure it it's just unsustainable it doesn't stay around for long so you need to keep recreating this bridge so let's look for a more sustainable solution so compromise let's just get clear on what it is and why i'm asking you to stop compromising so compromise is defined as the expedient ex- acceptance of standards that are lower than what you desire so when you are engaging in compromise you are literally saying i am accepting um standards that are, that are lower than what i want so you are literally lowering your standards in relationship and this means that you and your partner each individually in your own time at your own space in your own space you concede you buy into the story that you cannot have it as good as you want in your relationship and with each other so that's what it boils down to and that story that story that you can't have it as good as you want it that is the story that makes you both compatible because that is what you both are ultimately buying into 
when you concede and you engage in compromise. And that is the story that keeps you as the perfect candidates for the avoider and pursuer cycles. So here's my recommendation. My recommendation is for you to totally divorce compromise. Throw it to the curb. I mean, compromise is mastering the act of a little giving and a little take. A little give and a little take. And that's not what you want. You really don't want that. And if you want to honor and be true to yourself, accept that you don't want a little give, little get. You want to have give a lot and receive a lot. That's what you want. That's what sets you on fire. That's what excites you. Being able to give to your fullest capacity and being able to receive to your fullest capacity and expand in your giving and expand in your receiving. You want to be a generous giver and an excellent receiver. And every time you compromise, you shy away, you dishonor that part of yourself and of your being. So instead of compromising, help each other to mend those holes in your intimacy tanks so that you can expand your capacity to be intimate and vulnerable with each other. So here's what to do. Two things. Number one, change your story. Change your story of what it takes to love and be loved. If this story is currently limiting and self-defeating. So whatever it is that you are telling yourself is the what it takes to love and be loved. That story that you're telling is limiting and self-defeating. And it's the same story or a similar story that your partner is telling. Because it means that you share similar beliefs around what it takes and what it means to love and to be loved. So change that into something that allows you to expand, into something that allows that is self-serving, that allows you for your self-actualization, that allows for your authentic self-expression. Change that story. Now, you're going to need to know if this story is something you tell yourself consciously or if it's something that is, unco- is an unconscious narration to yourself. So you're going to need to do a bit of investigating to find out at what level, at what level of consciousness are you narrating this story to yourself. And then the second thing, love each other according to your unique love languages. We all express and receive love differently. There's no denying that. There's no changing that, in fact. So we all express and and receive love differently. So it is important that we love each other according to our unique love languages. Now, Dr. Chapman went and wrote a whole book on the five love languages. If you haven't, go immerse yourself in that. Because if your partner's love language is receiving gifts and you continuously only use words of affirmation to express and communicate your love, you can rest assured that your words will eventually be met with resistance because it just doesn't hit the spot for your partner. It just doesn't hit it. So you need to understand, learn your partner's language and learn your own love language. Why is it easy for you to use words of affirmation? Is that what you want your partner to be doing for you? 
and why do they love gifts are they buying you gifts because they could be suggesting to you that they, they they that's their love language so go into that go and immerse yourself and practice and enjoy the experience of learning each other's love languages so what are your love languages is it words of affirmation is it quality time personal touch acts of service receiving gifts because knowing and using your individual love languages is the simplest way to express love in a way that is meaningful and fulfilling to each of you. In this way, you will add an element of empathy into your relationship. And this element of empathy is what will encourage understanding, compassion, acceptance, and the freedom to self-express and the freedom to allow your partner to self-express, which ultimately communicates and shows up as relationship freedom. And that is where we experience bliss in our relationship. You will keep your love and significance tank full. Bye-bye. Toodles. To the need to to prove and to protect yourself. That will be goodbye to that. It will be goodbye to feeling like you must earn your partner's love and affection. Or that you must buy your partner's love and affection. Your relationship will no longer have those nasty feelings. Those icky feelings. If you do these two things. So it's really that simple. It's as simple as these two steps. And you end that undesirable experience of pursuit and avoidance. And you will have your relationship honor your values. Your values of having shared interests with your partner. Your values of spending quality time together. Your values of mutual support for growth. Your values of true companionship and holistic intimacy. So, change your story of what it takes to love and be loved. Move it from the limiting and self-defeating to the more expensive because that mindset and that story will allow you to seize the moment and to recognize the opportunities when this conflict and your circumstances are acting as the glue that's going to help you patch the, the holes in your tank. And then love each other according to your own each unique love language that's what it takes basically the most basic and the easiest way to end this pursuit so try it try it and let me know how it how this transforms your relationship for the better and remember it will take it does take the same amount of energy to reach a compromise as it takes to get into harmony so you might as well pour the energy into something that is beneficial and something that you're going to love at the end because it's going to take the same amount of energy now it is always a pleasure serving you please do leave me your comments and connect with me on all the socials and meet me back here again (laughs) very soon remain bold 
and unapologetic in honoring your desire to stay flourishing in love. I'll connect with you again very soon.